Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin with the good news, along with my pals, producer Dave and Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. And we have a, a good news story that I, I, I watched before the show and then sent to Dave, and it made me cry. And we already knew about it. We just They just did a news story on it. And so we hadn't seen the news story. We'd only read about this girl. And Dave's like, it's already loaded and ready for the show. So he found <laughs> yeah. the same one. It was ready when you said, yeah, you sent it to me. It was already being, I was actually loaded. That one in particular when you texted it to me. It makes me want to bring my kids to do some work with the elderly. You know, it makes me want to get involved. And the, right. the next volunteer uh, opportunity that came up with Volunteers of America were on spring break. And I was like, oh, shoot, because I really like getting them with older people. They're at a really good age for working with older people. And they're volunteering at church now with the, with the kids. But specifically, they're really gifted with the special needs kids. So... But this story will make you want to do something with the elderly. In fact, there's an organization we've um, focused on a lot over uh, the years. Michelle Ron's attached to it. And then you know which one I'm talking about, the at-risk kids. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the Facebook thing that she does with the at-risk kids that go to the nursing homes. Yes. And they kind of become friends. Uh, like Bessie's they pair them Hope. Up. Bessie's Hope. Bessie's Hope. And they pair up at-risk youth with elderly, uh, you know, people in rest homes that don't get visits. And a lot of them don't get visits at all. If you can believe that. All right, I have to give a shout out first, Beatrice, because mm-hmm. you know I almost didn't get here in time because <laughs> um, my car didn't start. And this is so, this shows you how busy my husband is. We have five cars, okay? None of them are fancy. One's a Jeep for four wheeling. One's my mom's old car that I allow her to get, go to get her hair cut and to the grocery store, which is half a mile. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like all she goes. <laughs> And then we have a truck that, you know, we've used for, like, moving and stuff like that, like a big old pickup truck. And then our regular cars, right? Every single one of the other cars had dead batteries. No. And so did mine. They've been outside in the cold, and it's yep. been so cold. Yep. And my, the monster Jeep, I can't take on the street, so I didn't even try that. I mean, start, that thing rumbles like you would not believe it. And it has a horn that sounds like a train. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, it's almost as bad as, like, cool. Sounds really cool. I wish I had one of those. It's like a monster Jeep. So then I call Grandpa, Eddie, my father-in-law, and I said, will you just listen to this? And so he's in Chicago, and I put my phone by the battery, and he goes, click, 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 click. He goes, yes, dead battery. I am not kidding you. I called AAA, and they were there in, like, seven minutes. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, on my way to work within 10 minutes because I thought I was going to miss the whole show Mm -hmm. so Scott from AAA he was amazing and I said hey can I call you later to come back and and jump all these other cars (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right yes you can (laughs) yes yeah AAA is the bomb they are good married he said you don't need AAA you have a husband well apparently I do need (laughs) AAA because I've called him about five times in the last year 
because the husband has a startup that went public and the husband generally works about 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So the husband probably needs AAA too. AAA is totally worth it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I have it too. And they've saved my butt. Oh, they'll tow you and fix your tire, come do all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Guess how I got it? I called to get, uh, I needed a key out of my car. I'd gone into Costco. And remember when I bought all those stuffed animals? My, this is terrible. I mean, Beatrice, you're going to, yeah. My husband and I were at Costco, and my daughters wanted these big, they're called uh, marshmallow, like they're marshmallow stuffed animals. They're big, round, like pillows, and they're super soft. Mm-hmm. And they're like 10 bucks there, which is a steal, you know? So my daughter wanted them for her birthday, and, uh, and he, he said no. So I went back on my own because I had to get her birthday present. I had five of them in my cart. Angie, Angie, Angie. I had five of them in my cart. My cart was full of marshmallow stuffed animals. Angie, right? Angie, yeah. Full, Angie. full. And then I have to call him for a jump. Or no, I have to call him for keys. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I got this cart full of these stuffed animals, right? So I called AAA. And when I called an independent place, it was more than the AAA membership by significantly, like right. 200 maybe, to get my keys out. Wow. Whereas AAA was the, just the membership fee, which was less than that. And then since then, I've had five calls like over the year where they've helped me. Where I've been out of town and my ba- I was having problems with the connectors on my battery and they'd come and jump my car. Plus, it wow. totally saved your butt that first time. I know. That's so cool. Well, I had to fess up on birthday. Oh, day, you're right. I'm like, okay, <laughs> then when I was like, what, what did you get her? Well, nothing. Okay, so I saved the day then, right? Right. But you know God was having a laugh at that. I know. Because Mark had already said no. And you're like, I'm going to go get these things anyway. He won't have to know. On my own. But it's so funny because, like, she has to get birthday presents, right? You know? So yeah, uh-huh. it, was just, it was just funny that the cart was fun. They're big. They are really? big. Yeah, it's like as big those, as a pillow. Yeah, I'll, next time you come over, I'll yeah. show you. Yeah. So anyway, AAA, lo- love them. Thank you, Scott. All right, the good news story we want to share has to do with, as we mentioned, a retirement home. Now, this girl, Ruby, her mom works at the retirement home, but she spends some time there, and so she's gotten to know a lot of the people there. And so she started just on a whim asking these questions about their three wishes. And as you'll hear, she thought the wishes would be like Ferraris and, you know, new house. And then she found out it was things like an avocado or an orange or, you know, things they might not get in their retirement a home. A lot like of Vienna they, sausages. A lot of Vienna sausages Aww. they wanted, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah, I think that's funny. They're in a little can. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I thought was funny that they wanted was, oh, stretchy pants. Right. Pants with a stretchy waist. Stretchy <laughs> pants. <Aww. laughs> that just makes me laugh. Stretch. I'd like some stretchy pants. I can have a good meal and not have to feel <laughs> tight pants. All right, oh, so here's right. the story. This is one of our favorite reporters from CBS, Steve Hartman. At a nursing home in northwest Arkansas, we found a gem named Ruby. 11-year-old Ruby Chitsy likes to go to work with her mom. Amanda is a nurse who travels to several nursing homes in the area. And it was on one of those visits that Ruby started going up to residents with her notepad. If you could have any three things, any three things, what would they be? What would you want? She came up with this idea of these questions? Yes. Mm -hmm. With the intention of what? I don't think she had an intention, really. Ruby says she was mostly just curious what they'd say. Were you surprised? Yes, I was very surprised. I thought people would say, like, money, houses, Lamborghini. But instead, here's what she got. Electric razor, new shoes, Vienna sausage. For some reason, a lot of people asked for Vienna sausage and other really basic items. Like that's all they wanted. And I really decided that I needed to do something. 
So she started a charity called Three Wishes for yeah. Ruby's Residence. I'm going to sit right beside you. Now, while her mom is caring for patients, cheese. Ruby goes room to room. I love cheese. I do too. Jots down wishes. Avocados. And then sets out to grant those wishes. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. Ruby has a GoFundMe to cover costs. But again, no one is asking for a sports car here. Her expenses are minimal especially compared to the rewards. It really lifts you. It really does. On this day, she came back with a wheelchair full of sausages and other grocery items. You have this huge chocolate pie that you can eat all by yourself. But make no mistake, this isn't about food. Watermelon and oranges. No one has this kind of reaction over fresh fruit alone. It's okay. Thank you so much. I can't believe it. Whether she knows it or not, Ruby is satisfying some much more basic human needs here. To be remembered, to be cherished, especially by a child. That is what our seniors are truly hungry for, and that is what Ruby brings every time she sets foot in a nursing home. Who needs a Lamborghini? You know, I'm a hugger. When you've got home delivery of all the happy you could handle. You know, I love just ministering to the elderly and stuff in these nursing homes because for some reason and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but some reason their children put them in these places and don't come and visit them that's what the lady at Bessie Hope Linda Holloway tells us she said yeah. the number of people who don't get visits would blow your mind yes and our kids now are so atta attached to these devices and so are a lot of the parents mm -hmm. that they're not giving the attention to the actual humans in their lives that's right that's right. And what this little girl is doing, you know, that's just so awesome. Because, and I, and I can identify with the avocado, you know, because elderly ladies especially love avocado. They well, and do. fresh fruit. Fresh fruits, yeah, yes. She yes. cried. The watermelon, the oranges, she said, I just can't believe it. And she cried. And he said that, I agree with him, it's about being cherished yes. and remembered, feeling special, that yes. your wish from your list that you gave this little girl, Ruby, that she brought these things to your room, you yes. know, to make you and feel special. And we have special. to think about it, Angie. At some point, we want to be that age, those ages that they yes. are right now. Yeah, and to feel mm -hmm. cherished and special yes. to our kids yes. and to our grandkids. Yes, because my kids already told me they're going to put me in Shady Pines. And I'm cool with that as long as I own it. Okay, right, right. And I, yeah. get, I get say right. over the Sunday menu. I I'm just saying. My mom, she's never going to go in a home. She can live with my brother. Uh, uh, <laughs> we share that. Actually, here's a funny thing. We share the love with my mom. For a while, we were splitting my mom. She went to my brother's in Boston for like about six months. But when she came for Christmas and Thanksgiving, we didn't send her back. And, you know, my husband's like, now you know it's really beautiful in Boston this time of year. She might really enjoy yeah, I remember it. remember it was like a snowstorm or something. Yeah, yeah. Right, that. right. It was just beautiful at this time of year. It'd be great Lord. for her to winter there in Boston. And I said, um, uh, She's gotten better, Beatrice. You know, she yeah. used to be, you've been over there. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. really helpful, but she, maybe it's because the kids are older. She doesn't feel the same need to control them and yell at them. And, and her tone was so uh, rough, you know, that I, I felt it was almost bordering on verbal abuse, you know. And so that's why I had to have her stay with my brother for a while. But I think she missed us and missed the kids. And she really tries to watch her temper. You I know? think that changed her, too, because she probably realized that she did miss y'all. And she, she has did. it pretty good with us. She has yes, her own she apartment does. down there. Yeah. And 
yeah. big flat screen TV. Yes, and her, absolutely. Her patio. And don't forget yeah. Mr. Breen. You Mr. Know? Breen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's you funny. know, and I mean, she has the run of the house. She doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And she's got her, her grandchildren yep. that actually love on her. Yeah, and all know? the shopping's done. And yes. She helps with meals. So it's really worked. I, I love having my mom there. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, high maintenance, but I've been you know, talking to her about, you know, taking good care of her health and uh, being around because I think, gosh, what would the house be like? Because I'm there during the day. I work a lot at the house. And so I have company, you know, I have her there. And I was like, oh, boy, it makes it so much more fun to have a pal to have coffee with and feed the birds with and, you know, a buddy. So that's really um, been nice for our family to take care of her. But, you know, it's complicated, I think, Dave, when you've got little, little kids. Right. I've uh, that's something I was just thinking about is I wish that my parents were a little closer to my kids i wish mm-hmm. I, they could be and they're um, california right? yeah they both live in california my mom tries kind of but that's difficult just because we have a strained relationship too and so it's really difficult for can she her. do facetime uh, grandparents yeah, i actually was thinking because yeah. she's so it's funny because we have this running joke about how it's always the phone's fault that oh, my mom can't hilarious. use her phone. And it's been like 10 different phones over the past however many years. Oh, and she's Lord. like, this stupid phone, this stupid phone. <laughs> and it's just like, I want it. we need to figure out how to do it. My sister also is, uh, she just doesn't have, she just can't figure out how to Right, you know, she's special needs. She's special right, needs. Yeah. Right, right. But, you know, if you FaceTime them, I want to get that Facebook swipe. thing. I want to get that one. It's like the, the screen that follows you. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's kind of, yeah. it's like a hundred bucks a piece, so we uh-huh. need two of them. And then it does this thing through Facebook and the internet. It does, really? And it's like a big screen. It looks like a computer screen. It sits on your desk and you can, like, move around. That. It follows you while it's on and it does, it's like a the next so level she could watch the yeah. kids play the other thing in facebook because i have a cousin that doesn't have uh, uh an iphone so we we go in there and um i just push the little camera in facebook on messenger right. and then it'll call them on their phone right, or right. their computer and that one marco works polo too. works too marco polo oh, yeah. cool. marco polo is good kind of like uh text messages except with videos yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i like that yeah. all right we all know that beatrice is a fan of prayer and tomorrow on the show beatrice i'd really like to ask you about your journey you know not just since your husband's passing because this has been like a whole new life for you but you know what it, some of the miracles that have taken place and some of the healing and the friendships and the people that have really reached out to you but also where, where you're going to go with your plan because beatrice has a an RV now and she's she calls it the Sermonator and she's going to travel around from military base to military base and pray for the soldiers but also help them plan for their future so if uh, they lose a spouse that they're not left in a situation where you know they're in dire straits financially so we'll talk about that in more depth tomorrow get some of her testimony and then um, prayer is something that you're really known for uh, and this story is about a man healed by prayer, and Dave's going to kind of give us a little bit of the lowdown. Yeah, so this guy has Parkinson's, and he's had Parkinson's for years and hasn't been able to walk for years. And then suddenly, one day, out of nowhere, he just gets up and starts walking around. All these people are All right like, now. wow! And then everyone says, uh, you know, obviously, man, it's, it's this is absolutely the physical, tangible power of prayer. Amen. Well, this is amazing. The doctor who works with this patient here, she told me in her 20 years of working, she's never seen anything like this. Take a look. Look at Charles Shields Go, walking on his own at the Oasis Pavilion Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. I think it is a miracle for me. To me, it's a miracle because I was just sitting there being like a vegetable. 
I choose to be grateful. Last week, Dr. Boric says Charles, who has Parkinson's and is in hospice, began walking just like that after several years of being bedridden. It happened in the middle of his sign Cheeto class. It quiets that chatter. The anxiety level comes down. It's a way of, of de-stressing. Honestly, it's great for all of us to do. Years ago, there was research on sign Cheeto and its effectiveness on Parkinson's patients, according to Dr. Boric. It was found favorably. There were some good results that were shown, but nothing compared to what we saw here. I, I honestly think that setting sign Cheeto aside, this was a power of, of prayer. The nurses are also convinced there's a higher power involved. You know, a lot of people want to think things are scientific, but this is absolutely a miracle. I was, I was sitting at my desk and I saw Dr. Bort come out of activities holding her camera and I was like, what is she doing? And then I see Charles and I was like, what? <laughs> and Charles continues to strut about, regaining some of his speech while continuing to do the things he loves, playing music and painting. Now, Charles is making such great improvements continuously, day after day. There's actually talks of taking him out of hospice care since he's been doing so great. Hmm. Is that, mm -hmm. is mean, that, is that a, a straight news story? Is that off of a regular news station? Yeah. That is mind-blowing to me because awesome. it must be the South, you know, where it's okay to talk about faith. I love that. Right. Alabama, Actually, by I, the way, Alabama, you're in our prayers. Alabama's amen. been through so much amen. with their right. weather and the loss of uh, live, uh, lives. And what I love about the South is that uh, they can bring their faith out in public and not feel ashamed. And out in public on the news is really rare. I mean, she really highlighted, that reporter really highlighted the faith and the prayer and the healing and the miracle. Right. I find stories like that all the time, but they're never videos. It's always just... Uh article and we can read articles to you right. guys all day long right, but right. it's not as fun as a video. I love hearing from the people. Right. That's Amen. when when I worked in news I loved doing stories where it was about the people and so you didn't hear as much of me talking you heard right. them talking and it was their story mm -hmm. and of course then my stories were always too long they were called packages so they'd be like your package is way too long we got to cut it down and I'm like oh it has so much heart like right, the, right. the heart is so I like, have to cut a lot of these out too because sometimes they're like 10 minutes long they take yeah yeah we have a, a couple of long ones that I've been wanting to share this is a great uh, story though yeah and you, know, you know what I was thinking? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, right. but I, you know what I was thinking about is kind of those stories together and what we were talking about before with the technology and connecting like my kids to my, the parents with technology. I wonder if there's some way we could kind of do something where we can use technology to like help people in hospice care or stuff like that so that it was easier for them to talk to their loved ones, you know, like use the technology that we have. I don't know if there's a... The, the problem is it's hard to use sometimes, you right. know, and so... Right. But I wonder if there's a way we could figure out where, I don't know, I'm go sure volunteer or find a way to have people come up with stuff like that. You yeah. know, kind of do the same thing that girl was doing where she kind of just used her time to help these people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love like, that'd that. That would be really cool, like, to be able to connect people. Because a lot of times, like, you know, how many people don't visit the their grandma or whatever in mm -hmm. hospice care or in the old folks' home? Yeah. And you if know, it was easier to like, hey, I just call her whenever I want, you know. I don't you know. know, I think right now my kids are my ministry and I've thought a lot about we do have power in the radio shows that we have. Right. And we could probably gather a group of good news people at some point and do something like with Bessie's Hope where we go as a group. Like we did mm -hmm. Beatrice when we, we volunteered at the rescue mission as a group yes. uh, before and um you know do something as a group but it would take someone right now that's got the time to do the organization etc mm -hmm. you know to kind of get our group together 
and it's something in the future when my kids are older or done, you know, and they're fully baked, that uh, I would be interested <laughs> in doing because they take right. up so much time right now. I mean, I have a separate job after work. You've seen my right, schedule right. at times. <laughs> I mean, I would do stuff like that too. I have to. a whole, I have, you know, several other shows like this. So that's why I wouldn't be able to. So right. I would love to, but I can't, I don't know yeah. how. I yeah. don't know how to do that. I know it is. But I, some of the ready-made volunteer opportunities, like I really do like the family program with, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, uh, Vo- Volunteers of America. That's a good one. Right. Rescue Mission, you have to be 13 if mm-hmm. you want to volunteer for them. Uh, but the Volunteers of America makes family things for, like there's a, so on the March 15th, they're going to be putting blankets together for some of the women in the homeless shelter and right. just the tie blankets that they do and that you can do as a family. Maybe that would be cool if so maybe somebody listening knows somebody that they contact Angie and you know, maybe we could do something where every month we can show a different place to volunteer or something yeah, like that. Wouldn't that be, awesome. be fun? AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com That's how you reach out to me. Beatrice, your website if people want to see what you're up to. DrillSergeantOfLife.com And then Dave will have to start giving out yours soon too. Yeah, hopefully. Alright, we'll be right back. Good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Rejuvenation on the Rocks is a cutting-edge medical facility in Greenwood Village that will have you looking and feeling your best. Roxy O'Brien transforms lives using a non-surgical revolutionary treatment called Cool Sculpting that targets, freezes, and eliminates fat cells in the areas of your body that are resistant to diet and exercise. With this non-invasive and effective procedure, you will start to see a difference fast. And the best part is that as a Good News listener, you will receive a buy three, get one free special on your Cool Sculpting package. Call Roxy at Rejuvenation on the Rocks at 720-328-9094 or go to Rejuvenation on the Rocks that's Rejuvenation on the ROX.com to start your cool sculpting package and be sure to tell Roxy that you are a good news listener to receive your special pricing deal. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, welcome back. Angie Austin here. You know, we're a very kid and family oriented program, so I think you'll enjoy this topic. Joining us is Dr. Benjamin Strong. He's a facial plastic surgeon out of Atlanta, and he is continuing his volunteer work by visiting Peru to provide his uh, expert medical and surgical care for children in need of his specific expertise. Welcome to the show, Dr. Strong. Thank you very much for having me. So I know you've gone before, and I know you're going with a group of colleagues and friends this time. So a very interesting story. So let's start with first, um, what is Healing the Children? What do you do when you get to Peru? Uh, Well, Healing the Children is the name of the organization. It's a nationwide organization that surgeons, you know, join and belong to. And 
There's different uh, you know, sections of it around the country. We're going with two, one from Healing the Children Northeast, um, and then also Healing the Children in California is sort of representing the, the two um, uh, uh, groups that are heading down to Peru. But the, essentially the mission is to go down and perform pro bono reconstructive surgery on, on children with cleft lips and palates and other uh, congenital deformities or even traumatic deformities as well. Now, I'm, I'm assuming this surgery for these kids is life-changing because in some parts of the world, a defect is really frowned upon per se, but also with a cleft palate or cleft lip, specifically the palate, I guess, it would affect their lives, not just the way they look, but the way they're able to eat and function in the world? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, when you go on these trips, it's not uncommon to have the families who, who make it to the clinics having traveled 12 hours on, you know, with donkeys and on rivers and little boats and such to get to these hospitals to, to get these surgeries done. And, you know, you're screening, you know, almost a couple hundred children in one day to do 100, 100 surgeries over a four or five day period. So, um, and yeah, I mean, these, these, these deformities are, are, you know, disfiguring and they it can lead to malnourishment. They, you know, the kids can be ostracized from society because of it. Um, and, you know, it can affect them as not only children, but growing up into adulthood. Um, and so it's, it's nice to be able to, to use our skills to go and, 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 and help people, you know, integrate back into their local communities and, and thrive. All right. So then how do you feel afterwards? Because I'm sure it is real different than doing, you know, let's say just an eye lift or fillers or, you know, a facelift, which is, of course, satisfying as well. But this is changing the kid's future. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it, 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 you just feel you feel connected, um, I guess, is the way I would describe it. You feel connected. You feel good about what you're doing. You feel um, you know, like you're helping your fellow man in person, um, which is ultimately, you know, what I went into medicine for, you know, I, I didn't go into medicine with the idea that I was going to be doing a lot of aesthetic procedures in my career. I, I thought that I was going to be doing stuff to help people. And even though that does help people in its own regard, um, this is just life-changing, life-altering, you know, surgery and procedures that really um, fundamentally change the course of, of these kids' lives. Yeah, I would think that it adds a whole new level of job satisfaction to all the work you've done to get to this level of, you know, medical expertise to be able to use it to do something that, you know, provides a future for a kid that, you know, rather than stay home or not go to school or get teased every day, all of a sudden can, you know, go to school, be around his peers uh, or her peers. And, uh, you know, it really changes what they can achieve in life, like getting married and having kids. I mean, this really does uh, you know, even though here in the States, it might just aesthetically change the child. And we don't see a lot of kids with these um, differences facially because they're fixed so early here. Uh, but there, for it to continue on, I mean, how old are some of the kids you're working on that have you know st- had a cleft palate um, since birth? Oh, I, I mean, it could, it could range into the teenagers, um, honestly. Uh, it just really does. It, there's a wide variation uh, typically you know and, and what we really try to do this is not the first trip to we're going to ica peru um so we're flying into lima and then we're taking like a six-hour bus ride north up to uh, ica um and this this trip is well established it's been going on for years uh so that's one of the things that you really want to look at when you're choosing what trips to go on is 
you know, are they going there consistently over and over and over again so they can see their kids in follow-up? I mean, not every surgery it results in perfection, and there are touch-ups that need to be done and some revisions that need to be done. Um, and so if the same surgeons and the same teams are consistently going to the same locations over time, um, you know, you establish sort of just a, a consistent clinic where, you know, outcomes are ultimately going to be better as well. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Dr. Benjamin Strong, and he's talking about uh, that an upcoming trip in April uh, with Healing the Children, and they're specifically going to be working on cleft palates and cleft lips. I also um, read an article where you had assisted a woman that was a victim of domestic violence, and she was a victim of an acid attack. So you've also helped people who've been harmed and altered. And I know that that uh, very dramatically or drastically changes someone's appearance when they've been the victim of an acid attack. So this is um, another area that you've worked in as well. Uh, yeah, I, I um, have spent several years on the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, their um, CRS council. Um, uh, which is essentially surgeons who um, sort of uh, help enact policy on a on a national level uh, to help victims of domestic violence, whatever the mechanism may have been for you know of the domestic violence to reach surgeons to help with reconstructive efforts for people who otherwise can't afford it. Um, to be quite honest, you know, domestic violence is an extremely messy situation and, you know, um, and getting these people help uh, um, and get them in, getting them into safe environments. Um, you know, oftentimes they return to these terrible environments and, um, and you know, getting them, their, them and their children and their families into safe environments and, and uh, also oftentimes there's substance abuse integrated and woven into these situations and getting them, you know, clean and sober um, is part is all part of how you help these people recover from from domestic violence. Now, is this something that, um, you know, your your parent, is this something that, you know, you grew up with this desire to help others? Is this something that was part of your home or your upbringing? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I just assumed it was sort of how everybody was was brought up and raised, you know, because um, that's, that's sort of what I knew growing up. Um, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to be a doctor. My dad was a doctor, uh, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I wanted to go to medical school, you know, be like my dad. And, um, and my, you know, my mom was always encouraging of being kind and, and nice to other people. I don't think there was like this epiphany that I had at any one age, this is what I was going to do. I, I just, it just sort of kept leading me, you know, further and further up to, you know, where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a stepwise fashion. It wasn't just one big jump, I don't think. Yes, I, I laugh because I yell out the window to my kids when I drop them off at school. <laughs> the ladies at the crossing guard ladies, they laugh at me. I go, I yell out, be kind to others. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's we unfortunately this day and age we've sort of lost that as a way of being. You know, to, kindness is, is a premium right now. Well, let's talk just a little bit about the. Um, you said you're going with a group of colleagues and friends. That's kind of an interesting thing. You've kind of all convinced each other. You know, hey, let's do this. Let's get together as a medical team and travel to Peru as a group. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't like as, as happenstance as that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, two of my friends, colleagues, um, we all trained at the same uh, fellowship. Um, they, the ones in San Francisco, ones in New York City. And 
um, you know, they've been going on some trips for a while and uh, they, they wanted some help this year and, and um, asked me to go with them. So I was like honored and pleased to be invited. And, um, you know, we're going down essentially for two weeks. So I'm shutting my practice down for two weeks, which is not easy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you, you, there's no revenue coming in when you shut your practice down. But um, we're going down and going to you know spend a good you know seven to ten days there. And then I'm taking a small trip over to see Machu Picchu while I'm down there. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, I it let's let's be honest, it is inconvenient. I mean, you know, I mean, this is a very important mission, uh, but it, it's inconvenient and financially there there is a price to pay. Uh, but with that said, you know, you guys could go on some golf vacation for a week or two uh, and here you are doing something to, you know, change the lives of these kids. So I think it's super cool. If people want to get more information, uh, can they go to the Healing the Children website? Yeah, um, healing the children. I don't know the specific URL off the top of my head right now, but yeah, I, I got mean, it. I looked it up. So I'm gonna okay, give, I'm going to give it. It's um, HTC, which of course stands for Healing the Children. HTC Norcal dot org. HTC Norcal dot org, and it's got the specific trip that people are going on, and talks about all the different volunteers and many of the doctors. And I'm going to start crying because it's got some of the pictures of the kids, and it's amazing what you guys are doing. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and, and any donations that anybody wants to give to the organizations go directly to getting supplies. And I mean, we, we really, we, we take everything with us. We take um, anesthesia machines and gases and we take nurses and pediatricians. And I mean, it's not just surgeons. It's a giant team of, of people from all over the country donating their time and uh, and uh, resources. And, and uh, of course, um, these these organizations raise funds to help fund these trips. So um, any any donations to, to the to the organizations and the trips helps us uh, you know, accomplish the missions. Well, it talks too about um, the cost for transportation, food and lodging uh, to give the mother what specific boy they're showing here to get his surgery. And it's a real nominal amount uh, per, you know, American standards. And there's a little guy on here with this before and after picture who looks to be maybe three years old. So uh, check out the website. Uh, again, it's uh, uh, www.com. HTC for Heal the Children, HTC Norcal, N O R C A L dot org. Well, thank you so much. I'd love to talk to you again when you get back and uh, hear a little more about uh, uh, the trip, Dr. Strong, again, healing the children, Dr. Strong, heading in April uh, to Peru to, to help these kids and the website, HTC Norcal dot org. Thanks, Doctor. All right. Thank you very much, Angie. I'll look forward to giving you some follow up. Angie Austin here, my friend joining us is Arlene Pellicane, and she found an article that's talking about pedestrian deaths reaching the highest level in 30 years, and it is said that smartphones and the prevalence of SUVs were possible reasons. And Arlene, I have to be honest with you, I've thought that smartphones were the cause of a lot more of these accidents, not just being hit by vehicles, but also Mm -hmm. people not watching what they're doing and, you know, running walking into traffic or walking into, you know, a manhole cover right. is missing. I saw a video of a woman walk right into a manhole. So what is this article about? And again, Arlene's an author. Yeah. She joins us weekly, and we're specifically uh, talking about her book this time, Calm, Cool, and Connected, Five Digital Habits for a More Balanced Life. And being more balanced would mean not texting and driving and running into a pedestrian. Right, looking forward when you go, and when you're driving, looking around before you go into an intersection, you know, all those things. Yeah, this really 
caught my eye because, of course, uh, as a mother particularly and having children that either walk to school or bike to school or sometimes I drive them to school. And then I see it with other drivers and I see it in myself, too, you know, that now my phone is mounted to my car so I can use it for GPS sometimes. But I find myself, you know, at a red light. Oh, let's see. Do I have an email? Let's see. Do I have this? And using it and scrolling through it. And I know I'm not the only one, um, you know, confession time, right, that does this. And I know I have been behind drivers, you know, and the light turns green and you're like, okay, you, you can go now, but they're looking at their phones. So this is a problem, I believe, that's that on the rise, the right, that you see. Yeah. And so this article in the Wall Street Journal was just talking about that for a while in the 90s, the pedestrian deaths were, death rate was decreasing. So it's like really good, like, hey, we're making our crosswalk saves. People are more aware of pedestrians. This is fabulous. But in the last 10 years, since about 2007, that it's gone up. So it's going the wrong direction, 45%. And that pedestrian uh, deaths, uh, uh, that they make up for 16% of all the motor vehicle deaths. So that was like, oh, no, that's that's not very good. And then one thing, though, that was kind of helpful as a parent is they did say that nighttime deaths were much more common, that that had an increase much more than daytime. So in that sense, that kind of made me have a little bit of a sigh of relief. But the, I think the takeaway here for parents is if you have pedestrian children or pedestrian yourself, you know, you've got to teach them. I read an article that in the Netherlands, they were doing this test pilot by schools of putting the, the street signals in the street so that the kids, when they walk by with their phones in their hands, then they're not looking up. Okay, we'll work with them. We'll put the signal on the street. But, you know, let's think about this. Uh, you know, we could also teach our kids when you get to a moving, you know, when you see moving vehicles in a place where you could be in an intersection, you need to look up. So a lot of it is parents training your children, be very aware and don't just trust because you're in a clump of people that you're fine and that you look down. You have to be aware yourself. I never even thought about that whole pack of people going that you don't just move ahead with the pack because right. uh, especially when you go to big cities, you know, New York City or when I was in Vegas not long ago, people go against in a pack, they'll go against the light. And I don't do that, you know, because, you know, it's just you never know when a car is going to come along. And I've taught my kids to actually uh, to stay put um, when um Okay, how does how do I do this? Okay, we we're in a um, a neighborhood where the uh, there are no sidewalks and it's very kind of ruralish. It's called sure. like a ranch neighborhood, and so the kids I've taught them to walk on the wrong side of the street, and they're like, "Well, why do we do that?" We do that because. I always tell them, now, this car coming along, this guy's a worker. He's probably looking at directions, and he's trying to find a house right. in this neighborhood. If they're looking down and they're coming for you, for, for you bike or scooter right. or you're walking, you dive into the ditch. And so yes. I, I tell them that, like, frequently. Every walk, I'll say, all right, see this guy, how he's glancing down? If he starts right. heading for us, we got to get into the ditch, you know, so that you can yeah. get off the road. Because it's amazing how many kids and pedestrians get hit walking on the side of the road because the person mm -hmm. is texting or looking at their phone. Yeah. So it is so true. So teaching kids on the ground, be defensive, look around, and then teaching, reminding us as drivers, you know, be more aware because I see it so much in our neighborhood. We are just rolling through those red lights because we're waiting, waiting. And then it's like, oh, they didn't go. It's like, I deserve to go. And then I'll see one car, you know, turn against the red light. And then I'll see another car turn left against the red light. And I'm thinking, 
that was solid red when you started going into that intersection. I am so glad that I didn't go the opposing person, right? When my light turns green. So I'm showing my kids like, see when it's green, you still have to wait as a driver. Cause look at this bozo. He's still coming through. And I see that, I see that very often, at least once a day now. And so I'm realizing we're not the only distracted ones, you know, so we have to be aware and teach your kids how to be aware too, as they learn how to drive. That's a good point. The only time I was ever hit, and interestingly enough, this was the precursor to the distraction of the cell phone. The guy was smoking and he was lighting a cigarette oh. and so he was leaning down to put it in his lighter. And he told yeah. me when he, cause I had, I was, oh. uh, the light had changed. And so then I went on a green, he ran the red and totaled my car. And he oh. admitted that he was lighting a cigarette and that he, you know, totaled my car because he was looking down oh so I have a question for you besides the driving because I know you've got one in high school now and you'll have a driver here soon and not being distracted in this Mm -hmm. this article that we're talking about about more pedestrians being killed because people aren't paying attention and they're blaming it possibly on cell phones and by the way what why SUVs because they're so high Yes, yeah, so they're just so much larger. Okay. So if a pedestrian was hit by a much smaller car, you know, think tiny Fiat, you know, mm-hmm. then that was much less dangerous than being hit by something very large. Well, I'd love an update from you, too, because I was just talking about you and your kids this weekend because uh, the phones in the family, the littlest one doesn't have a phone. She has an iPod touch, but she can still play games on it. Yeah. But, um, I definitely told the kids that I feel that, that they've been an in- interference in our family and our mm-hmm. life because I turn off their apps, but there's the constant, would you turn my apps on? Would you turn my apps on? Would you turn my apps right. on? And yeah. you really don't do the apps much after school. I let them have them on the bus and at lunchtime yeah. in case they don't have a friend to sit around with at lunch. A lot of kids are on their phones. And if my kids, since they're new in that school, if they don't mm-hmm. have anyone to talk to at lunch, I want them to have something to do. So I just want to update your high schooler and your other two kids. And they're just slightly older than mine. Yeah, They don't, they don't have phones, including the high schooler. So any pushback on the phones, Arlene? You know, gladly, no. I have a ninth grader, a seventh grader, and a fourth grader. We just had the conversation with my ninth grader asking, you know, is this a problem sometimes that you don't have a phone? Do you wish you had one? And he said, oh, yeah, there's certainly times I wish my my friends play a game at school and I wish I could play with them. So I said, what do you do? He's like, well, I usually either talk to the one guy who doesn't have a phone in my group or I look over the shoulder of another guy, you know, who's playing the game. And then he says, you know, to, to be able to text people, you know, where are you? things like that, that he wished he had one. But then he also acknowledged that if he did have one, he would be on it a lot. And he loves to play the piano. He loves to get outside. You know, so he said, I understand why you don't give us one. So, you know, in his mind, it's a bit of a wash. And I think that's what we're just trying to tell our kids that, you know, sometimes this is inconvenient, but we believe the benefits outweigh the negatives. And the rest of your life, you'll have a phone in your pocket. Yeah, it's going to make him a better communicator. I know that for sure. All right, Arlene, your website? ArlenePelican.com. And if you're having trouble with that phone, you're holding it too much, calm, cool, and connected is your book. Excellent. Thanks, Arlene. Thanks so much, Angie. 
Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your spring days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Estes Park Center, we love spring in the Rockies. This year, YMCA spring break activities start on March 8th. The fun never stops at the YMCA of the Rockies spring break. Get out there and enjoy some springtime hiking and activities like wildlife and ecology classes, guided hikes into Rocky Mountain National Park, or even fun and entertaining bug classes for the kids. YMCA Estes Park is the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your spring break with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures. At YMCA of the Rockies, go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Good news, Angie Austin here and Eric Raymer. And uh, Eric, I talk a lot about my friends at ARC, so I brought in two of the ambassadors, Donna and Dom, uh, pardon me, three, two, one, Donna and Adam, and I thought that you could uh, do a little interview to find out more about ARC and why I'm so obsessed with shopping there, yeah. how much good, good they do in the community, and why I have them come to my house, 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE. I have them come to my house to pick up my stuff to donate a lot. You know, I, I love uh, ARC. I don't know uh, uh, Adam or, or Donna yet. Guys, welcome. So glad to have you guys in the Thanks, studio. Sir. And, and uh, let's start with this. Uh, Donna, you're an ambassador for ARC. What does that mean? What, what, what do you, uh, how, how do you ambass? <laughs> I just said a word that doesn't exist. It is help hmm. at work. And I uh, work in production. All right. And I hang all the clothes. So that's a lot. Arc, that's a lot of work. You're right. That's a lot of work. Do you enjoy it? What do you like about ARC? I love everything about it. The employees, my managers. Nice. I hear this time and time again, too. And Adam and I have talked together many times, uh, you know, about the value of it, the friendships and the environment. It's like a family. Adam, what do you uh, like about ARC? My job is, in general, I, I just love the whole thing. And my job is pretty much a twofold part where Monday and Tuesdays, they've, they've allowed me to work in loss prevention where I will just watch cameras. And then Tuesdays, I'm with... Are you videotaping this? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Don't be distracted. It's all good. He wants to show you off. Oh, nice. Um, Tuesdays, I get to work with this gentleman, and I don't know if I said anything last time I was on here, but once a week, or I'm sorry, once a month, Dominic and I will choose a local police department to give cookies to, oh. and that's what I was doing before I came in here. Oh. Oh. Thornton. How do they react? What do they, they say? They love it. They love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are they homemade cookies, or did you go to the store and, and bring them? 
Um, Either one is okay. Yeah, I will go to my house, bake cookies, and no, no, they're <laughs> buy them before we uh, take them over there, like the day of. So I love it, but that might change. Okay, I want to ask something real quick, um, Donna. When you said you love the job, you know, you're hanging clothes. It's hard work. It's not easy. You know, you're lifting a lot and moving things and hanging things, uh, and then uh, you get a paycheck. Obviously, you've got a boss. You, you know, you have to be at work at a certain time, but you love it. You love everything about it. Is it friendships you've made? Are you friends with yes. your bosses? And explain, like, how, how do you, like, friends that you're friends with outside of work, too? Friends outside of work, at work, and at all of our activities and our classes. Which, tell me about your classes and activities. Oh, we go, like, we have sailing, and we have fishing, and, like, next week... On the 13th, we had our Valentine's dance. Oh, the va- I've been to that one. That's Ooh. really fun. I should come to that one, Dominic. Dominic from Arcus here, too, and he works with the ambassadors. So as I mentioned, 303-238-JANE, if you want things picked up. Uh, Dominic, the website? Arcthrift.org. www.arcthrift.org. <laughs> Dominic shy, and I always try to Dominic, make him l- talk. L- let me take over this part. Yeah. <laughs> www.arcthrift.org Very good. I love it. Well, I just can't tell you guys how much I appreciate you coming in every month because I love the work you do. I've made a lot of friends with the ambassadors, and uh, I love what ARC does for the community because they give back so much, and you get great deals there, too. You know, you do get great deals. We'll talk about those in a moment, but it's the heart of the community, right, that ARC does. That uh, You can go check them out at their website, arcthrift.org, right? And uh, I'm telling you, that heart of the community is really the heartbeat of what they're doing, not just for our community, but for the community of those who work there as well. You know, I go to the one by, um, uh, you know, where Seth works and Lori, the one that's by uh, Casa Bonita. Every time I'm by Casa Bonita and I go in there, right. you'd think I was, they'd won the lottery when I come through the door. My friends need, who are investors, they hug No, they're just so excited oh. to see me, and it makes me feel so good to go in and visit them. And that's why a lot of people shop at ARC, because they develop relationships with the ambassadors who really do value those friendships. Love it. ARCthrift.org, and if you want the truck to come to your house, 303-238-JANE. Come on, donate your stuff and bring some joy to others. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.